This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good afternoon. You're currently led on your brother's bed with three pillows. It's been a disastrous start trying to prepare for this episode. Emotional as well. You've had to get rid of the headset that has served you well for so long, but here we are. Yeah, the old trusty headsets had to go. It was making a crackling sound. And apparently this room's got the best room for audio, George tells me. So here I am. If you're listening, Scott, I'm currently in your bed with my on your walls, on my phone, using your AirPods. So um, I apologise about that, but here we are. It's good to be. Uh, it's good to be back, chewing the fat with you once more. So uh, apologies if the audio quality on Adam's side is not quite as sharp as usual, but he is here, and you've been on a walk this morning. How was that? <laughs> yeah, it's good to start off the week right, and it's normally done with chewing the fat with you, but, but here we are. Yeah, I went on a walk with my good friend James around around the local area, just around the block. Well, they got a cool 10,000 steps in the bank early doors, which is always nice to do on a Monday, get them out of the way. Um, and yes, I've got a bit of a spring in my step today. Quite a good weekend, minus the drab and dull affair in Hull. But other than that, I think it's been quite a decent weekend. You're shaking off the defeat pretty easily. What was your, uh, talk us through your day before we get into the game. My day was uh, woke up it was relatively rough actually. Been uh, out in Polton the night prior. PCC's Curry Club, which is back, it's made a renaissance. So we chose a curry house uh, just adjacent to Cube in Polton, which is really good. Uh, I had a North Indian job. You don't often come across North Indian curries, do you? It's normally South, South Indian garlic. You know, I was half expected it to come quite cold and mountainous, but um, no, it was it was genuinely very good. It, it got a strong seven point five out of me. This place, and the starter was the highlight. Probably, uh, I got this like sort of platter job where literally everything you could ever wish for in a starter, it was there. Um, and then went to Cube where there was live music, and then a few doors down there was live music as well. It's a it's a real hub. For live music is Polton actually worth going on a Friday night. Anyway, so yeah, I woke up slight, slightly rough, um, made my way into town, 
Um, got a Greg's. I got a bacon sausage baguette with a bit of ketchup on there. Then we got the bus to Beverly, where we had a few beers, and then on to Hull. So, Lovely. Yeah, it's all in all. Mm, yeah. Never been to Beverly. I'll have to try that. Never heard of Beverly, actually. How far from Hull was it? It's about an half an hour drive on a good day. Obviously got a race course there, so I suppose that's what it's best known for. I hope I've not done Beverly a disservice there, but yeah, it's quite a nice place. It's one of them sort of typically Yorkshire towns where, you know, there's a bit of a square with a market on and there's just a plethora of pubs, which is no bad thing at all. Absolutely not. So, arrived in Hull, see Ryan Lowe's made one change to his team. Ryan Ledson in for Mads Frock. Yeah, I think 80% of Preston fans would have expected Osmayich to start. Were you in that in that boat after Wednesday night? Yeah, a little bit. It was never really going to be the same thrilling game as it was midweek. Like, it was always going to be that more, like, taut and fraught encounter. You know, a bit leggy, all, potentially. Yeah, thrills and spills and, you know, and glamour and glitz and the weekend was more grit and grind and quite horrible, really. And it was always likely to be more more the case. So, yeah, I was slightly surprised not to see it as magic in the team, but um touch his life and, yeah, it was just a very attritional game, really. Neither team created a great deal of chances despite getting into pretty decent areas and it was always going to be separated by one goal which which ultimately turned out to be we got in areas where you're just praying that there's just that extra little bit of quality to to put it on a platter uh, and score it it just never happened and it's taken the piece of individual brilliance slash horrid defending from our perspective to get beat but um, you know you're going into the game on that high of midweek and you soon come to a crashing halt. Well, it, it was just like the complete opposite. Like Wednesday was this high-octane contest under the lights. Just everything you want from a football match, apart from a win, which Preston was so close to. And then you go to Hull. The fans have travelled in good numbers and you're hoping you can get something similar again. But everything just seemed a bit more, that bit more effort, you know, the, every stride, every pass. Didn't think we were too bad first half, but yeah. To be fair, when they scored, I think the five, ten minutes before, you're probably thinking, right, this is the time for, for us to maybe grab that goal and then you back Preston to hang on to it. But that guy was a nuisance all day, wasn't he? Decent player. Yeah, he was good, to be fair. He gave Brad Potts a, a long gold afternoon, to be fair. And we, we'd really... Uh, and not many people Brad do Potts that. Up. No, no, they don't. Christ almighty. But um, yeah, we'd spoken with real zest about Brad Potts in the midweek and then he goes and has a tough afternoon it's fair to say the weekend but to be fair I thought over the course of the game Northam was slightly the better team you know I didn't think there was a great deal of quality from either side really neither team really deserved to win the game outright the boxing match and it might have gone to the scorecards and a split decision no doubt but ultimately Hull scored and we didn't it's just that simple really but I didn't think Hull Hull really um, think that they were the better team over the course of 90 minutes. They just had that one individual piece of brilliance for a player that's worth millions of pounds. We don't necessarily have that individual brilliance. Liam Rossini, I disagree with you. He came out swinging at full time. He speaks extremely well, but he was he was a bit thinking, come on, we've not been that bad. He was like, we dominated 80% of the game and said we had to defend the ball being kicked into our box sometime from 80 yards. So I don't think he was particularly impressed with us. <laughs> but I don't think they were anything too brilliant, were they? Far from it. 
don't think he's watched a completely different contest to what I watched. <laughs> Maybe we should invite Liam on here to uh, discuss the match. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I didn't think I did that much drinking in Beverly. <laughs> How do you see it? Do you think that 90% Hull and 10% us are not? No. No, I think maybe they tried to pass them on the ground a bit more than us, but we've kind of flipped the style a little bit this season, haven't we? And when you when you win games, then nobody cares, do they? But when you don't, then everyone says, why are we not playing better football and stuff? So one of them, how are you feeling about the season in general? Because seven without a win, you know, it starts to creep in again on, online, doesn't it? Bit of stick, but fact is, Preston are eight, not played particularly well in some of, re- some of the recent games, but yeah, been very up and down, I guess. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because once you start winning games at the start of the season, expectations rise, and ultimately it's hard to sort of it's hard to stay on on an even keel when you start losing games. But let's have it right. Had had results gone in a slightly different way, you know, with sort of one one loss one etc., then there won't be too many people complaining. I don't agree with the idea that we're underachieving by any stretch of the imagination. Like you look at the teams in this league and. Sort of, we we don't deserve to be landing a glove on on a vast majority of them. Um, so with regards to our sort of financial prowess, look, I think it's been a pretty decent start to the season, um, and most people probably wouldn't agree with that, considering that we're you know without a win for heaven matches, but ultimately you know we came within you know defending the corner away from beating. Southampton was an in midweek one of those teams who we really ought not to be competing with. When you look at their sort of quality that they had on the pitch midweek it's it's mental really so I appreciate it. we didn't win that match but um, look I think we'd have all taken eight from the league at this stage nothing's done yet it's not as if that, like we're out of the playoff equation it's not as if we're really in the playoff equation you know it's really easy in the season and I think it's more the manner that we haven't won recently like Hull was a drab game and you know you're sort of hoping that we might have gone all out attack towards the denouement of the game Woodburn and Brady were we're odd subs, I thought, you know, when you're chasing a game like that. Was it the sort of um, impression that that sends out or the message it sends out to the fans who are scratching their heads in the away end? I don't think it's the uh, the most sort of un, all guns blazing message that you'd want to receive. So I think it's more in the manner in which we're playing at the moment. Like it's not been, barring the Saints game, it's, it's hardly been an incredible what since we started to, you know, not win games like you alluded to earlier on. It's it's easy to stomach when you're winning games. Ultimately, isn't it? yeah, there were there were a couple of strange subs. I thought he'd praised Ben Woodburn after the Southampton game and said he was going to bring him on at half time, but then changed last minute. So he's clearly trying to get him in the picture again. But it's another game where Mass has been left on the bench, and it's just a bit weird at the minute, isn't it? You don't know. I'm, I'm guessing he doesn't really know where he stands, especially when he didn't do a great deal wrong against Southampton, really. Like you would look at that game and think, bloody hell, they were diabolical, would you? No. <laughs> he wasn't quite as good as Brown. He wasn't quite as good as Whiteman. But this he lad has a, he's a goal for any of this guy. And he's kind of, you just get the impression he's not got that trust yet and he needs to earn it, which might be, which is potentially wrong because he's scored a few goals and he's clearly a good player and paid a lot of money for him. But just a bit it, of a, he must be stuck in limbo a bit in his head. It, it sort of begs the question like, how has Woodburn managed to gain? that trust and respect off low as opposed to Frockyar. Like chasing a game, trying to get back in it, one nil down away from home. And you need to create a chance. And you bring it on Wood Woodburn over Mass who you just paid like like more than a million quid for. And Brady who's never scored a goal. Yeah, yeah, fair point. It's it's bizarre. So there were questions asked in the away end and they're correct to ask those questions. We're asking those questions now. 
Um, and it's a bizarre one. He'd said Woodburn was impressing him on fire in training and Brady, he, yeah, he just likes Brady, doesn't he? He's on set pieces. Well, was it a bit of a mood killer in the away end? Yeah, I just thought it was just possibly bizarre. Like, people sort of like scratching their heads over it all. You're like, one nil down, and what sort of message does that send? It doesn't send out a particularly good one, does it? So, because they actually quite like Maz, don't they? The supporters and the right to. So, like when you're seeing like Brady and Woodburn, who are sort of out of favour with the fan base anyway, coming on ahead of him, like it's always going to spark fury, I suppose. But you know, those changes aren't the reason we lost the game. Yeah. It's just one element. But when you're chasing a game, you want to see sort of more ex- exciting and creative players coming on. We had chances, didn't we? Miller had a chance second half. Evans had a chance at 1-0 down. And obviously Brown, it's, it's just the pen, isn't it? I don't think that lad for Hull has purposely you know, dragged him to the ground, but it's a penalty. He's got a goal side. You, you just see them giving, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stonewall, he, he shouldn't have got up. The referee's got multiple chances to give a penalty. It's just insane. I just could down. not believe he didn't give it. Staggering. It was, I, I, I thought it was Stonewall. Um, and I've watched it back and I still think it's a penalty. Our luck with uh, with referees at the moment isn't quite going our way. Uh, but we've spoken enough about that on the previous podcast about referee and abuse and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a mistake. I thought it was a penalty. Miller got in some great areas, to be fair. He just lacks that cutting edge. It, it's incredibly frustrating. Like, Which is weird because his goal against Plymouth, you thought, wow, this guy's going to be scoring and assisting for yeah. fun. And yet since then, he's kind of looked a little bit unsure of himself. Yeah. I suppose he's sort of a victim of his own instant sort of so, yeah, yeah. success. He probably um, wasn't thinking about gets... it then, was he? He probably just did it and now yeah, he's kind yeah. of... He's got the raw ingredients to be a proper player at this level. He just he just lacks that spark at times, yeah. like that that end product. And it's it's annoying as for us, but... You could probably um, do with another one on the other side, couldn't you? To take a bit of the... Oh, yeah, it'd be nice, yeah. Um, <laughs> exciting wingers are nice. Yeah. To but you know what um, I mean. If we had if we had on the one on the right, then firstly we wouldn't be looking just to Miller, and secondly, it'd give other teams someone else to think about. So maybe that's one for January. It's only really like an issue because it's like we don't really have a great deal on the other side anyway. So like all our sort of inspiration in terms of like quick and running at defenders is coming yeah, on that yeah. side, and like when when it. So it just comes to like a comes to quite a like a damp squibble at a time. Like he's running out, of, he's getting in behind, and then all of a sudden it's just like a I don't know, like a limp pass into the box. It bobbles out for up. a throw, a goal kick off yeah. his own, off his own foot. It's like Christ Almighty, but he's got the raw ingredients for a good player. It's lovely. It's just getting sticking with him. Hopefully, it goes good. And he's certainly the sort of player that you want on the pitch because you know he's got that inspiration within him. And then he really ought to score when Brown led it off to him. Wasn't quite as easy as it sort of appeared at the time, but it's one of them that you're just going to score. And then Evans is a cracking safety throw. Does everything right. Evans hard and low across the keeper. Yeah, he just sticks out a boot. So yeah, all in all, a very frustrating afternoon. I said on the previous time we went to Hull on this podcast that it's never dull in Hull, and that's two occasions where it's been distinctly. Dull in Hull. <laughs> so that's a lot of shit. <laughs> that's absolute horseshit. I apologise to anybody who... Um, it tends to be dull in Hull. Let's hope next yeah. time it's an absolute bonanza in Hull. Yeah, I've seen post-match people saying, shut up about the penalty, we didn't play particularly well, but there's no getting away from the fact that is a massive moment. It was a 1-0, it, oh. it was likely to be a 1-0 game, and if that gets given, which it should have been, Preston probably take the lead and potentially go and win the game. 
Fan first margins, goal always as important. we've said. First goal is always important in them sort of games where neither team sort of we've got any quality really to create anything. And then uh, was it, Brown was excellent all day, to be fair. But it was a it was outstanding, motif. wasn't he? Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Like, like time and time <laughs> again now, his performances have been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, um, th- them three moments we've mentioned were all brown. He passed to Miller, he passed to Evans, yeah. and he and he should have had a pen. Yeah, in fairness, he had no right to get to the ball that ultimately we ought to have a pen from because no, he didn't. He didn't. It, it's just an endeavour that he gets to it uh, and gets in behind. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough of Brown. He's obviously had his people who claim that like there's no captain of theirs. Like when you compare him to like Gregan and like McKenna and other captains we've had over the years like he's not alike but you know his performances at the moment leading from the front long, long may it continue for um, an undervalued and underrated Preston legend which he will no doubt go on to be big month ahead I feel because it wasn't a great October three points from 21 is not good is it you look at the games coming up and we just need a couple of wins to just calm things because it's been really good, then really bad, and it can just get a bit ugly, can't it, very quickly. We've seen it with Ryan Lowe before. I think I think his nature is is quite easy to get on his back. And I don't I yeah. think there's a section of the fans who are still not quite having him. So as soon as things I get it, some of sometimes the football's not particularly well. He says things that'll rub people up the wrong way. But you've just got to try and stay calm, aren't you? Yeah, you just got a sort of more reasoned approach that we're eight from the league. It's been a pretty decent start to the season. Obviously, you'd rather the results sort of just went in a slightly different way because, like, winning all those games at the start of the season is a mess because once you start to revert to the mean, people start getting angry and start to wonder why you're not, not still top of the league. So, yeah, you just get the impression that the Blackburn game is a big game for him because you don't want to lose a local derby, especially, like, on a Friday night when, no doubt, emotions will be high. You just hope you get a good result in that game because, because they can be damaging, can't they, local derby games? Yeah, we'll have to see. Look, he's just about trying to remain calm. There's absolutely no chance that he's anywhere remotely close to getting whiz. My opinion is that we just need to get behind everyone involved. We've reverted to the mean slightly, but it's time to um, it's time to get back to winning ways and time to look up as opposed to down. But the, I think the, nat- the nature of our Preston play, they don't create too many chances. They try and keep it tight at the back. So the odds are most games are going to be quite tight. At the start of the season, we were coming on the right side of that. And in recent weeks, we've not quite been on the right side of that. It was worth noting, obviously, that midweek was one of the most enjoyable times that I've had watching North End for ages. Um, and obviously, the weekend was was a, a, a lot harder to watch. But, you know, we were on a real high after Southampton, I thought. Like, I walked off deep there, obviously emotional and, and, and just like had the wind knocked out my sails. But I was proud and I really enjoyed the 90 minutes and... You, know, you can always well, take losing points if you've, if you've seen something in the performance, can't you? Like, yeah, of course. Really, North End weren't that bad at home. It's a poor game of football, really. But North End weren't, weren't bad. And you wouldn't say that they sort of deserved to lose, but they didn't deserve to win the game. Look, it's one of them. It's been quite a tough run in terms of fixtures. The people might say we're making excuses here, but you just just sort of got to look at the bigger picture and come on. Come on now. Every fan wants to see the team play unbelievably and win every week, don't they? And I think Ryan Lowe, when he came to Preston, that was his. That was what he wanted. He wanted his team to be wow, scoring three goals every game, unbelievable stuff to watch. And I think he's tried that, and he's not been able to deliver it, has he? He's not been able to do that here. It's, it's been too tough. So he's tried to change it this year, gone a bit more direct, had a bit of success with it, and now it's not quite worked the last few weeks. So he's kind of got to decide what does he want his team to look like, how does he want to set us up. But I don't. Yeah. I really don't think we're going to see Preston suddenly creating bags of chances 
and scoring loads of goals. I just I, I don't think that's I think that's too big of a task for him. Ultimately, a manager's only as good as the players, aren't they? What they've got to work. Uh, and we're never going to play the sort of brash style of football that people want to see because it's just not it's just not realistic at this level. You know, you've got to be more direct. You've got to be more pragmatic. And it happens. He's come, he's come from Plymouth where uh, he had one of the best squads in the league, in League One, and he played that exciting brand with loads of goals, a lot of chances. But realistically, this job was never really going to be the same job as that. It was always going to be more difficult, as as most managers have found it to be. Like even under King Billy Davis, we were never particularly great to watch. Really, like we were more not wanting to concede the first goal, uh, and we had loads of better players than we have now. Then our score was a lot deeper, a lot better then, and we never really played that you know that world class tick attacker style of football. It's also impressive off end, aren't we? Just reminded me on the topic of your headset malfunctioning. Um, how's the car? Perished. The car's perished. Um, yeah, it's it's going to have to be scrapped. Um, unless anybody on here listening to this wants to wants to buy for spares and repairs, you can have a good deal, boss. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it will cost more to fix than the car's actually worth, which is with great regret. Yeah, that sort of last, one last crusade on route back from Liverpool was the last time me and the car had that special bond. But I've been out. Me and my brother have gone halves on another car and we're car sharing at the moment. So I'm back on the road. Good memories with the, uh, what was it, a red Corsa, was it? Corsa, yeah. Yeah, good memories. Uh, a lot of memories of me being slightly scared at the wheel. It was always relatively temperamental. But when it was good, it was good. When he actually moved, he, um, he moved with, with gay abandon. So yeah, pretty emotional. But this new car's like a lot, a lot easier to drive. I'm still getting from A to B, which is all, all, always a bonus when you get in the car. Ultimately, you want to get to your destination. <laughs> and at the moment, that's what I'm doing. It's the ideal scenario, isn't it? You get in your car and you get to where you want to go. Yeah. I suppose, ultimately, that's why we all buy a car, to actually move from A to B and actually get there. Mm. Did you see my tweet of the white chocolate digestives at uh, Hull? I saw it, yeah. Incredible. Yeah, there was hot food, but they literally had a table of packets of digestives, and I've just never seen anything like that. So, how many did you take? How many packets did you take? I, I didn't get a, uh, I didn't get a packet to myself. Guy Clark had picked one oh. up, and I probably had about four or five on the day. But yeah, didn't manage to snaffle a packet. Should have done. They were absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever had a white chocolate digestive. I'm mm. a big fan, obviously, the milk chocolate digestive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'll get on. Literally about, literally about a thousand in a row without stopping <laughs> the milk chocolate digestives. Occasionally, you're just going to stop yourself, aren't you? But I've never tried the white ones. I might have to try them. Although I am on a, let's say a little bit of a regime at the moment, so um, white chocolate digestives aren't remotely close to the top of my shopping list. Have you ever how, got the chance? How long have you been on the regime? Since late January, and it's quite hard to keep it up on a, a really strict. You've been, thing. <laughs> you've been on the regime since January. <laughs> I've, right. lost, I've, lost, I've lost a good few stones with that. I used to be absolutely humongous. <laughs> having, um, having, I was looking at, uh, at pics of my trip to Islamabad like last month or so, and I'm literally twice the size I am yeah, now. No, you are. Pics. You're looking well. Absolutely staggering in how I ever just waltz through life at that size. Like, it's hard to imagine me like like being capable of walking any distance, but I did. Um, yeah, much better within myself now. I have absolutely no idea what went on, to be honest. But yeah, it's hard to keep it up. So make no mistake, I still allow myself a drink every now and again. And you know, I'm not just eating rabbit food, but um, I'm just moving more and I'm eating less. Brilliant. Weight is funny like that. You just 
you don't you didn't feel any different at the time, and then you see a picture and it's like wow. It was like health, health. Sheesh. Like, it just makes you question why like people close to me didn't obviously they make comments, but like they didn't like stop me in my tracks and say. You need to sort yourself out because you are close to death. Look at those pictures of me in Pakistan. I genuinely look close to death. Like, it's mental that my heart managed to keep me going. But kudos to the heart, which is still here today. Kudos to the heart, indeed. Second uh, longest serving manager, <laughs> now Lowy, isn't he? Nigel Pearson's gone. <laughs> yeah, the uh, championship managerial merry-go-round merry go in full swing once more. Jack Goodwin was absolutely fuming on Twitter, wasn't he? Have you read his Twitter? He, he described it as a sickening decision to dislodge Nigel Pearson of his role. I hope he's all right, Jack. He, uh, he doesn't like seeing managers get potted. He really doesn't. He doesn't. He's on, some sort of, he's on some sort of moral managerial crusade, isn't he? To, to give respect back to the managers. And I, I largely agree with him. Right. Obviously, no midweek football, which isn't great, is it? Love a midweek. Well, we've got the uh, we've got League Cup stuff to look forward to, haven't we? I mean, Preston. Newcastle United. Look forward to that. Who's uh, played? Who's yeah. played Newcastle? United. I've got absolutely no interest whatsoever in that encounter. <laughs> midweek. There's just too. That's just too much football. That I refuse to believe that either fan of those clubs is remotely interested in the result. Although many that could do with a win because they're in a whole world of pain at the minute. February the 7th, 2015, Coventry at home. <laughs> I've not actually Googled this week. And also, I've already had one of these quiz questions already today. Because two years ago, where was I two years ago today? What was I doing on this day two years ago? One <laughs> guess. <laughs> 2021, Sri Lanka. I was in Dubai watching the 2021 T20 World Cup. Oh, I forgot you went there. Indeed. And I also... So Dame Laura Davis as well, pre-match. We've got a picture with her. The golfer. And I got asked, who did North End beat that day at Deepdale? And it was Luton. They already scored a brace, but I had absolutely no, no idea. I just don't remember that game ever happening, albeit I was out in Dubai. But, go back to your original question, uh, I'm struggling. Is it one of them where you tried to catch me out again or not? No, no, it's not Musa. You remember the worldie from Frank Musa? Yeah. yeah it's not that. So we must have won. It was the year we went up out of League One. I reckon Beckford and Garner had something to do with it. I'm going to say 3-0. 1-0 home win. Garner was on the bench and Beckford wasn't in the squad. <laughs> Brilliant. That is um, <laughs> that is a new low for me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's insane that that was the case, really. Why was Joe Garner on the bench? Why was Beckford not in the squad? How was Simon Grayson doing? Never like Kevin um, Davis scored the only goal of the game. One of the few Kevin Davis ever scored <laughs> in his career. Yeah. For a bloke who played quite high level up front for all his life, really. He never scored a goal. I don't remember Kevin Davis being remotely close to goal ever, whether that be for North End or Bolt. He It'll scored that, that ridiculous goal, goal in the cup, didn't he? At Wickham. Yeah, Wickham away, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was uh, that was incredible. I've absolutely no recollection of that contest that you, that you just brought up. Can you believe that was nearly ten years ago? That like, that's coming up in ten years. That's, that whole yeah promotion yeah, thing. What is going on? Where time does time wait. go? Time waits for no man. What's the rest of the week look like for you? This week working tomorrow, working Wednesday, working Thursday, and then I'm gonna have a quiet do Friday, Saturday this week. I'm just, I'm just sick of drinking. So Going I'm going to hibernation for a bit. No, not for a bit. We're at Blackpool, uh, Blackburn next Friday, aren't we? I might have a drink then. 
And will you be providing better audio quality by the time we next record? I hope so. I'll get on and buy a headset online. Amazon, Amazon Prime, yeah. You're on Prime. Are they quite cheap or not? Well, they should be. I mean, with total respect to your lost headset, it didn't look the highest quality of <laughs> kit. Yeah, we really need to start going more professional, don't we? You well, could get a Turtle Beach ordered. To be fair, yours actually looks a pretty like a professional job. If people are watching this live, occasionally now you can get a podcast that you can watch on YouTube. So if we did that, then they'd be watching you who's got this sort of immaculate professional presentation and then just me letting my brother's bed wearing some AirPods and my phone. With your feet up against the wall. Stretching the hamstrings. Good to do every now and again. Got to do it, yeah, because it can lead to back pain otherwise. This <laughs> <laughs> is taking a terrible turn. Right, oh. But don't forget, it's people who come here for strictly pressing North End content. They don't want to hear about our back woes. Mm-hmm. Hope you've enjoyed this listen, as always. Thank you for joining me. It's the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.